0: Welcome to She Leads in Tech, where we exist to showcase and spotlight the talents and achievements of women in tech. We're a platform to share knowledge, experiences and expertise to encourage women to realise their leadership potential at every level of career in the tech industry. Hello, everyone. Good evening and thank you for joining this live broadcast of She Leads in Tech. I'm Lydia Igoche, your host and founder, and today I'm joined by Mimika Kuni, our guest speaker today, who will be taking us through a talk of mindset mastery. So we've got 30 minutes on the webinar today and i just wanted to share a bit about our mission and, and passion here at she leads in tech so i founded this platform primarily to um, create a space for women in tech to share their experiences and expertise as a way to uh, encourage other women to to, to to take on this journey in tech and as we all know you know women in tech are still a minority in the in the occupation and as such we face quite a lot of challenges whether it's just getting into tech in the first place or rising up into into leadership positions and and what we want to do here as a platform is use our use our shared experiences as a leverage to inspire each other but also to go a step beyond that to help um each other with practical learning opportunities. And we've done that with some of our intro um, intro um, to tech um, webinars we've had. But today, we wanted to talk specifically around mindsets and, and how that impacts us and, and how we can frame our mindsets for the journey we're on. And I'm so grateful to have a a mindset coach in the house uh, with us to help us understand what this subject is and how we can apply this concept to our individual journeys as as women in tech, wherever life may be be taking us. So I'd just like to welcome and introduce our guest speaker, Mimika Kuni, and I would invite you to introduce yourself and uh, take take us into the, the discussion.
1: Great. Well, thanks for having me, Lydia. So exciting! Exciting to be here amongst your smart and fantastic women in tech. And uh, as, a, as a female entrepreneur, I know those those uh, desires and pulls and goals and visions we have to want to make and aspire and do things, right? Um, but as women, we have something unique in the terms of the way that we are built. We mm. are slightly way our approach to thinking and doing and living and breathing and designing and creating is a little bit different. But it's a good, it's good news because we have a lot of uh, things that work in our favor. And sometimes, you know, well, all of us are in a situation where we're living in the world where circumstances happening and happenings happen. We can't control the weather, the politics, the economy, but what we can control is how we think and how, how we actually approach life. So today I'm excited to share some tips with you about the smartest way to gain mindset mastery. And there are some pillars we're going to cover today just to give you some actionable, tangible tips. Because I don't know about you, I love lists. I love to make lists and write things and tick them off and (laughs) make sure I'm approaching something and creating something of value. So we're definitely going to dive into that. Um, And just as a quick backstory, I've been an entrepreneur since '95. Both my husband and I are originally from South Africa, and we started a business there and then immigrated to the UK. I lived in York, North Yorkshire for about six years, and my mom and my sister live there. We um, took our business further there, and then now we are in the USA. We've been here since 2006. Both Mm -hmm. my husband and I have our own businesses, and I primarily now focus on helping um, women in leadership and entrepreneurs, um, those who want to make a difference in the world. As a mindset metacog trainer, which basically means I help you think about what you think about. So today is going to be super fun.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Mimika. And I just wanted to start, you know, just on the topic we have chosen today: mindset mastery. How how would you articulate the concepts of mindset mastery?
1: Definitely. Well, the concept of mindset mastery is really best described as if you think of yourself as a as a vehicle, as a car, like. We know all of us, as adults, know how to drive a car. Now, when you get in the car, the, you know, the car works for you. You put petrol in the car. You put your foot on the pedal, and it takes you places, right? But sometimes we go a little too fast, or we maybe miss the turn, or we don't take it in f- mm-hmm. to the garage to be f- to, for an inspection or an MOT, and the next thing you know, we're stuck on the side of the road. Not a pretty sight. And yeah. anyone knows when you have to uh, call in the AA, it's a, it's very annoying and inconvenient. But sometimes we do that to ourselves. And if you just think about it, if you are the vehicle of your destiny and of your life, you've got to take care of the vehicle. And your mindset is really the driver of the car. And the mind has to drive you to where you want to go. Sometimes you need to go a little faster. Sometimes you need to slow down. But it's part of mastering the art of driving. And there's certain things that we can do now, especially um, women in 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 the couple of years we've all been through globally with the challenges we've had, like women, um, I know a lot of friends and working women who've had to take on childcare or homeschooling, Um, you know, all of these extra levels of stress and anxiety have added more pressure. But at the end of the day, we still have our journey to take. And we want to figure out how we can make that journey far more efficient by getting in a car that works efficiently, that's serviced appropriately, and doesn't have any junk in the trunk that's weighing us down. But sometimes what happens is we don't get rid of the junk. We let passengers yeah. and backseat drivers dictate where we go, and we end up off piece somewhere in the middle of where we didn't want to be. So yeah. how do we bring that back is remembering that we are the in the driver's seat of our vehicle. And mastering these as skills is something that will last for life. These are lifestyle habits that we want to instill in you and give you some ways of thinking. It's not like a yo-yo diet that you just do it for, the, for a hot minute. The next minute you go back Ooh. to your old way. What I'm really hoping to encourage all of everybody listening today is to provide you with some uh, food for thought, some tips and tools that you can start to integrate into your life and in your thinking. Because where the mind goes, the woman follows. So this is going to be great. So get your pen and paper ready. We're going to really dive in and get some um some tips going.
0: Thanks, Mimika. And um One one of the comments commonly said to women who want to progress into, you know, leadership in typically men, male dominated environment is, you know, get your grit on. You need to have grit. You need to have determination. You need to just suck it all up and just get on. And, you know, I think I think that leaves us uh, burnt and and scarred as women, because, you know, we're, we're being asked to just suck it up and power through situations. And I, I just wonder, is is mindset a, a different way of telling people, you know, have greater and, and have more resilience? Or as you said, is this is this really a skill that we need to think about putting our, 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 our in our toolbox pretty much in the same way as we think about leadership, in the same way as we think about developing our technical capabilities. And of course, you know, there's been a lot of talk about emotional intelligence and how we we, we use that to our advantage as as, as women. In terms of driving our careers, but is this just something fluffy, like you know, telling someone get get more grit and get more resilient, or is this actually something we can put to work to to help ourselves be better and, and drive our, our individual visions?
1: Definitely. Well, mindset is not just a pull yourself together and get some grit kind of an attitude. I mean that those are things that you develop in the process when you become strong. And when your mindset is strong, it means you can overcome any challenge and you can achieve any goal because you know that it's achievable. You believe in possibility. You aren't thinking that um, you're lacking something. So what we want to do, it's like a muscle. Like if you go to the gym, you know, nobody's going to decide to go to the gym and all of a sudden lift 200 uh, 200 pound weights. You'd hurt yourself, right? So the whole point is we want to build this muscle, this brain muscle in you because Here's the thing is as adults I can probably guarantee that most of us are thinking a certain way based on either how we were raised the culture we were raised in the programming we were we were taught as kids and we haven't questioned that programming so here's another analogy I love to think of how we approach mindset to how you look at a computer now a, the computer which is your brain which is you know the hippocampus and the fr- the frontal lobes and how your brain is developed is the hardware but your mindset is the software. And I don't know about you, when I have have a computer whose hard drive is full and the cache is going crazy and it slows down and it's, it's not working, the software, the new upgrades are not working, the best thing to do is to reformat, to reset mm. and to start again. So think about today as a good reset. If you've never thought about what you've been thinking about, today's a great way to actually start to be more intentional and aware of the program that's running in the background. And now a lot of this is subconscious that we're not even aware of. Another example, when you learn to ride a bicycle as a child, you know, at first it was scary and you're like, mom and dad, don't let go of the back and you feel wobbly and you, you can't quite get your balance. But now after you've got used to it, it becomes muscle memory and you're not even thinking about it, you just get on a bicycle, nobody has to show you where to put your feet or how to balance you. That's exactly what mindset is to me. It's the idea of that you've become a, a strong in your muscle, and your mind is the processing and decision-making and the questions you ask yourself, as well as what you allow in to stay in and what you allow to go out. So for instance, if you were raised in an environment maybe you come from poverty, or you come from a bad parenting, um, a negative background that maybe wasn't as encouraging as you'd like, maybe it's built in you this incessant desire to please people, or being a perfectionist. I'll admit to that one. I had to give up my membership to Control Freaks Anonymous, and since then, I'm so much happier. (laughs) But really, what it is is Allowing it to, to, to be allowing yourself to be more aware of what that programming is by taking the moment to think about what thoughts are in your mind instead of just accepting whatever junk, whatever pop-up, whatever spammy little thing that wants to come along and ruin your programming. Because the idea is we want to get you working efficiently so that you can take every thought captive and say, hold on, this thought just popped in my head. Is this actually true or is this a lie? Is this something that's coming from somewhere else? Or is this something I want to believe? And here's the good news. You get to choose. You don't have to believe everything that comes in your head or everything that you've been told, as well as the past, because neuroscience and neuroplasticity proves that the brain is malleable. You can reform it. I mean, I'm starting, finishing off my studies as a brain health coach, and we're looking at examples of people who've even had traumatic brain injuries. And, you know, science is always updating itself, but so far the research is showing It's amazing that the brain heals itself. So the good news is no matter what your background or your history has been, you can decide to take action today uh, by using the the pillars of mindset mastery, which we will go into, and allow you to start getting that car working at efficiency. So instead of driving a jalopy that keeps patchworked and running out of gas and burning yourself out. Before you actually blow a head gasket, let's get you in the garage, do a little work, and get you on a new set of wheels so you can feel like you're driving a Ferrari, not a Ford. Thank
0: you. Thank you, Vivica. <laughs> I, I definitely feel like I'm one of those people who are in desperate need of um, a mind MOT. <laughs> so just to continue, what are the key pillars of reframing or you know, getting, getting to master mindsets?
1: Definitely. Well, well, this is a great question. What the keys are to mindset mastery are what I would say three top keys. The first one is awareness. Mm -hmm. Because obviously, if you don't know there's a problem, we can't deal with it. So being aware of it, which is why I'd say taking your thoughts captive and just saying, hold on, I just had this thought. Is this truth? Do I want to believe this? What exactly is going on in my mind? And if you're not really aware, like, I know a a lot of our listeners today are busy women who are, have a lot of responsibilities that sometimes we don't allow ourselves a pause moment to actually think about what our mind is going through. So a a great example is getting a pen and paper, little post-it notes or a little notepad or in your, on your phone, just, just jot it down, put it in your diary. Like, what am I thinking? What is this thing that just popped in my head? Because if you think about, if you have all these thoughts circling in your mind you can't make sense of it. It's kind of like you're building up this excessive processing and your brain is doing a lot of work. So how you can help it, first of all, is by being aware of what's going on by sort of what I call a brain dump. I'm sure how many of us have gone to bed and you, you can't fall asleep because your mind's going 100 miles an hour. Best thing to do is to write it down, commit it to paper, and then tell yourself, I'm going to sleep now. I will deal with this tomorrow. Now, the second um, tip that I always like to include about um, the pillars of mindset mastery is being intentional. We call this intentional thought creation. An example again. Say so you have this thought about something that pops up. Like, Let me use the example of one that's very common for women across all areas of life. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough to do this. I'm not good enough because of my education. I'm not good enough. I'm, value, Value and worth is one of the one things that women question more so than men. Mm -hmm. And we have this, it it tends to keep us hung up on a lot of things. So how can we be more intentional about that? So again, taking that thought, I'm not good enough, and writing that down and saying, hmm, how can I be more intentional about this? How can I flip it? What would be another opposite thought of I'm not good enough is I am good enough, I'm worthy, and I'm valuable. Mm -hmm. And I know it sounds like this isn't about being, uh, you know, overtly uh, standing in the front of the mirror and saying positive things to yourself. Again, it's being intentional about what you want to think because here's the truth. What you focus on grows. So if you're focusing on the negative, what we want to do is be intentional and just start to direct the ship to focus on the positive. Like, I'm going to get that position. I'm going to get the funding. I know I'm going to get it. um, And you're going to start to think about the possibility of what it is Mm -hmm. and what that's going to feel like before you even get there. So intentionality is... I know I'm going to feel, well, I'm going to be successful when I do this. So you kind of like, just like a, like a professional athlete. They, if you ever see them in the Olympics, they have their little earphones on and they're like doing their thing. They're actually creating intentional thoughts of going through the motions of what it's going to be like to do this, this, um, this task, but they vision themselves winning. Mm -hmm. They envision themselves at the end. So they are already putting themselves in the future while they're in the present. So then when they come back to the present and they just put to action, they're just rehearsing and just putting, taking the steps of what they've rehearsed. So this is the the power of intentionality. It's more more than just goal setting because goal setting is, yeah, I have this great goal, but oftentimes what happens is we feel like we can never live up to the goal. But if we can be more intentional about how do I become more of what I want to be? It helps our brain start to focus on those things. And then what happens is opportunities arise. All of a sudden you see things differently. You're like, wow, that's a great opportunity. If I go on that podcast or if I send that person an email or go to that networking event, maybe I can then get the connections I want. And your brain starts to look for solutions. Mm -hmm. And then the third key or the third pillar to mindset mastery is action. Nobody, you know, we need uh, we need to actually do things. Sitting and wishing, as, as far, last time I checked, was not a strategy. <laughs> you know, there's no such thing as a wishing well. We actually need to be intentional with our thoughts, put into action, which means picking up the phone, you know, taking the drive, you know, deciding where you want to go. And sometimes it's the little things. It doesn't have to be these huge, major demonstrative things of like, I'm going to move country. Well, I did that twice. I wouldn't advise doing that too often. <laughs> but i had an intentional thought of why i needed to be there so by putting the action because here's the thing going back to the car analogy when you're stuck and you're not going anywhere you're not going anywhere but as soon as you start taking some kind of action phoning the AAA, getting the car out of the out of the the side of the road doing something even if it's the wrong thing because I think so many of us, um, and women especially, have this fear of failure because what if we, what are people going to think about me? And what yeah. are people going to, if I'm meant to live up to this reputation of always being successful, what if they find out I'm a hot mess? Well, newsflash, ding, 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 we're all a hot mess. We're <laughs> just pretending it in different layers that we've got ourselves together. Because yeah. I, I said to my kids, who I've got two adult kids, and I said, welcome to the club of adulting where every day is guesswork and every day it's testing and every day is experience and experiments because that's what it is. It's experimenting and finding out what fits. But if we can adopt that attitude of, you know what, I'm just going to take action. Because if you, if you think about the last time you made a choice, you know, being stuck in indecision is the worst place to be, where even if you make a choice and you realize it's wrong, yay, you've actually made a dis- You've made progress because now you know what not to do. which is just as important and powerful as knowing what to do. So again, just to recap, you know, the the three uh, are, number one, the the pillar is awareness. Number two is being intentional. And number three is taking action. And if you could take those three pillars and start to apply that to your life, you definitely will start to get on the road to mindset mastery.
0: Thank you, Mimika. I I really love that point about awareness because it seems for for women in tech, we're, we're overly self-aware, and then we start to pitch towards the negative. So instead of um, glorifying our strengths, where we say, well, I've got this quality, I've got this capability, I've got these skills, and these make me suitable for XYZ. Instead, I think we've, we tend to focus too much on the negative, too much on, oh, but I haven't got this. I don't sound as as loud and I'm not as, as assertive enough. I'm not as this or that enough. And that starts to knock back confidence quite a lot, doesn't it? So it's, it's really reframing that narrative, isn't it? To go from, well, I'm, I'm aware of who I am. I'm, I'm aware of my skills. I'm aware of ke- my capabilities. But then it's also acknowledging the things you don't have so maybe there could be skills to develop there could be things you need to work on it doesn't it doesn't mean you're ruled out of participating in 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 certain things, and and I guess it's where the conversation around imposter syndrome comes up for for, for many women, including myself. Um, I mean, take take this platform for example. It's a huge leap to be able to do this because of all the obvious reasons, which um, I haven't let stop me. I'm I'm here, <laughs> but it's. It's a real thing for for women in the tech industry, you know, dealing with imposter syndrome. It's it's there in the morning. It's there, dragging the kids out of bed, and you know, taking the kids to school, and coming to work, and feeling like, oh, should I have been, should I have been at home? Should I have been doing this? Did I do enough of this and that? And it's it's such it's such a battle. So I'm just going to ask, how can mindset mastery help us as women in tech? deal with imposter syndrome and some of the other negativity that comes along with just you know juggling too much in one go
1: definitely well, it's a great question yeah. well how do we overcome imposter syndrome is a few things first of all here's the truth there's nothing new that's under the sun mm. except you you are unique Your voice, your your character, your skills, your experience, your gifts, and your talents are unique to the world.
0: Frame that. I want to frame that statement. (laughs) There's nothing under the sun but you. Exactly. And this is the thing. Is So
1: many women suffer with imposter syndrome because of the comparison trap, because we feel like we should be somewhere else than where we are. We should be somebody else than who we are. And we're constantly comparing ourselves to what other people are doing. But here's the thing is you are uniquely you. You are a woman. And I don't care what the world says, women's and men's brains are different. The science shows that we function differently. We make decisions differently, but that's a good thing. That's why we complement each other. Women, if you think about it, uh, there was this really amusing video that you'd have to look up. It's about the difference between women and men's brains by Mark Gungle. And he says, men's brains are like boxes. Now, he likes to think of things in certain areas. Like when he's in his nothing box, he's in his nothing box. A woman, you know, when you come home and you're like, honey, what have you been doing? Nothing. He literally (laughs) means nothing. There is no decoration, there's nothing else, and he dare you not bedazzle his nothing box, because the nothing box (laughs) needs to stay empty. And men are very good at switching, well, you know, staying on task and staying very focused on that area. But women, on the other hand, our brains are like a ball of wire. All oh, everything's intertwined—the emotion and the memory and the—and what Auntie said when I was seven, and what the boss said, and what I should be doing—and we never switch off. Men can literally switch off and stay in their nothing box, and there's no silence, there's no noise, there's just women it's oh, but you know i should do this it's like this constant chatter so if you're constantly dealing with that in your brain your 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 conscious your subconscious is having these conversations all the time it's a lot of noise up here yeah. so what do we do to calm that down is again it's taking those thoughts captive what am i thinking asking yourself is this how i want to think is this just haphazard thinking or is this intentional Mm -hmm. how do i then take those steps in order to make sense of the noise i don't drive myself crazy and when you realize that the voice of the imposter i like to call her miss biatchi she can be a real man like you know she's always criticizing like oh my gosh girl are you seriously wearing that to work what are they going to think if you do that oh my gosh what if they realize you don't have it all together (laughs) i mean seriously When you write it down and you start to realize and you turn and you face her and you're like, you just mm, be quiet. I'm not giving you the mic no more. You don't have no say because what you're saying is not the intentional thoughts that I want to create. You're speaking lies, so just zip it, no more. But so many of us just allow her just to do all day, all the time, driving us crazy, negative, 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 comparison, comparison, criticism, judgment always looking what everybody else is doing and feeling less than. But here's here, ladies and gentlemen, is the news. You will never feel good enough compared to everybody else because yeah. you're not meant to be them. You're not meant to be doing their li- living their lives. You're not meant to be having their relationships, their business. And this is what annoys me in, in the business world is so many people tout the, just do this and you'll have an overnight success. I'm yeah. sorry. That's a complete lie. And here's another thing that I think a lot of us overlook is time. Like, you know, in the Bible talks about having time, uh, you have, you plant the seed and then there's time and then there's harvest. Nobody, none of us get to uh, speed up that process. And for my clients, I often say to them, you know, you can plant the seed, but by staring at the ground at the seed, hoping it'll grow quicker, it's not going to get you there faster. So how about you just enjoy the ride and then decide what you can be in control of. Like I can control my thoughts. I control my actions. I can't control the peoples around me, but I could control my reaction to the situation. So if you feel challenged and you see something or somebody has some snarky remark about women in tech or women in business and all of a sudden makes you feel like, oh, my gosh, I feel like a five-year-old again, like I've been, you know, teased on on the playground, you can say, listen, we're not there no more. I know my value. I know what I'm providing. I might not be where I want to be, but I'm so glad I'm not where I was. And Mm -hmm. here's another thing, as my mother always likes to say, I pray you have elastic time. I'm like, that's a brilliant concept. What if we just stretch the timeline? And this Mm -hmm. is where expectations come into place. If you have an expectation of what you should or would or could be, and you're not there yet, how about you just say, you know what, I will get there, but it might take a little more time especially for us mothers, like I had the same situation where you start off your career and you're like, I'm going to have this goal. I'm going to do the thing. But us mothers have the joy of, of raising children. And sometimes it means we've got to hit pause. Sometimes we can't do the thing as quick or build the business or do the traveling and doing the things. Sometimes things just have to wait their time because there are other more important things. Hmm. And, you know, we can't, that time is the one thing we all have the same amount of that we can't recreate. And we we don't realize it in the moment that when you're in the middle of the crazy, sometimes the crazy is the most beautiful because it's, Mm -hmm. you know, all the demands that have on you and you're doing the things. And again, I always think of my mother's voice in my head. She's like, one day you will look back and you'll remember those fondly. And I'm like, excuse me, do you know what's going on here? But now that I'm a little older. (laughs) You know, for those of us parents who've had toddlers and babies who keep you up at night, you think, oh, my gosh, is this ever going to end? Well, before you know it, you have your kids asking for the keys and they're leaving home. And then all of a sudden, you're not part of that. So I know it's almost sounds cliche to say, but really, we do need to count our blessings and just say, okay, I am where I am right now. I can't control the future. I can't be concerned about the past because the past is done. What can I learn from it? And what do I decide to leave? I don't have to bring all that junk with me to weigh me down because as far as I'm concerned, I won't be driving like Formula One style. Have everything I need, get to the journey, but also enjoy the ride. Like some of us have put our foot so far down on the accelerator pedal. We want to get there faster. But -hmm. just ask yourself, is getting there faster going to bring you more joy? Is it going to bring more fulfillment? Is it going to bring more happiness? Because once you arrive there, like where is there? What yeah. does there look like? Have you even thought about what there looks like? Have you designed what the the, the final destination is meant to be? Mm. And it's not to say it has to be set in stone, but having an intention of where you want to go. But hollow, holding onto your plans loosely is what makes the ride so much more fun. So I hope that gives you a little bit of encouragement that, you know, you are who you you are born to be who you are born to be. You do have a destiny of greatness, but just allow yourself the grace and patience to get there in the time that it'll take. And don't rush the process.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Do you know what? When you you talked about that uh, image of a woman's brain being wires, I could relate with that. 100% Hundred percent, because I, I felt that that was an accurate um, analogy to describe my brain. But as you know, you know, for us women, there's so much going on in that uh, intricate system of wiring, and all of the complex responsibilities we carry—the mental load, the you know, sorting out the birthday parties, and making sure everyone can be where um, they need to be while pursuing our own ambitions as well—is a perfect recipe for burnout. So just to wrap up this topic, how can we use mindset mastery to help identify, mitigate, and hopefully avoid burnouts?
1: Definitely. Well, it's a great question. And I always feel like uh, the best way to uh, avoid and mitigate burnout would definitely be to, again, be intentional and to figure out where you are going. And to realize and ask yourself the question, do I need to get there this fast? Do I need to really, what What am I gaining by pushing so hard? Now, I know a lot of us women, especially working moms who have all this on our plate, and we're always juggling. We're always switching tasks. Now, here's the thing about the brain is it actually takes a lot more energy when you're switching tasks and going from one thing because there's no such thing as um, uh, multitasking. It's no, it, you can't do two things at once. It's it's actually impossible. But what it means is that you're just switching from one To another. And and, you know, in that moment in between, it's like a split second between thinking of one thing and then doing the other. There's actually a moment of like nothingness, which is a waste, what I call the pause button, right? If you ever say you're in one room and the next minute you're like, oh, I'm going to need to go downstairs to go get my glasses. And by the time you get downstairs, you're like, what am I doing here again? Like, What was I doing? That's a classic sign that you have your brain in overload. You're Mm -hmm. overloading it with so many extra stimuli and extra things. It's not giving, again, the programming is not keeping up with the hardware. And the hardware is going to crash and burn and scream at you, which is your body revolting when you get tired and headaches and, um, you know, all sickness and disease. Because what is disease? It's dis-ease. You're not Mm -hmm. living in a sense of ease. And your body will shout at you when you don't pay it any attention or don't take care of it. Because just like your car, if you don't put enough petrol or oil and get it serviced, it'll conk and die. So unless you want that, and I come from experience, and the reason why I'm so passionate about doing what I do today is I went through that process. I celebrated my 40th birthday in burnout and breakdown because I just refused to see the signs. I was in denial. Just thought if I keep going, keep going, keep going. And I physically got ill. And I'd realize recovering from burnout is harder than avoiding it. So how mm. can we mitigate that is by seeing the signs and realizing, and just like when you're on the highway, you know, sometimes there's a slowdown sign. Sometimes there's, you've got to take a little bit of a back road. Sometimes you just got to fill up on the side and go get refreshments. And that's okay because self-care is not selfish. Mm. It's like you go on an airplane, you have to put your own oxygen mask on before you help others. Because if you pass out, what help are you to anyone else? So really, burnout is one of these things that's all become a buzzword, like, oh, you know, on the verge of burnout, burnout, burnout. But before you burn the ships and book a one-way ticket to Mexico and erase your identity, how about we put some things into place that allows you to show up with your awesomeness in the world, which means, again, seeing the signs and saying, it's okay, I need a rest. Mm-hmm. It's, here's one of the most powerful words you can use. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no is so powerful no I will not bring cupcakes to the, the the school meeting no I will not cater for the you know for Christmas this year no I will not do that because I uh, you know I need time to rest because again your oxygen how else are you going to breathe and you nobody's here and here's another thing busy is not a badge mm-hmm. nobody actually cares when you say I'm busy it doesn't make you important it doesn't make you more valuable it just makes you ready to and susceptible to burnout because being busy is not a state of action. Busyness is a, when we use the word busy, it means it really means that we're being pulled in a hundred different directions. We don't have clarity and we don't have focus. So the next time you say I'm too busy for that, ask yourself why, why are you too busy? Why are you not uh, factoring in a little piece of the day, whether it's 10 minutes or 20 minutes to go for a walk, to have a nap, to read a book, to listen to a podcast, to do something for you. Because you can't be on go 100 miles an hour 24-7. You need that time to recoup because, listen, if God took six days to, to create the world and needed a day to rest, I reckon if he needs a day, I think I'm entitled to one too. Mm-hmm. So I always say that, you know, remember that nobody actually cares when you say, I'm so busy, and nobody actually thinks that you're more important or you're more valuable. or That is not a sign of worth. There's a difference between being busy and being productive. And you today get to choose which one that is. So I hope that's been an encouragement for you and that you can be able to take what we've talked about today and put that into action so you can get on the road and ride your, your Bugatti or your Ferrari or your Tesla or whichever your style you prefer and get there and enjoy the journey and enjoy the ride.
0: Thank you, Mimika. Thank you so much. And we're, we're ending on, on a very loaded point there on how to identify, mitigate and, and hopefully avoid burnout because I said it's, it's, it's a difficult thing to try to recover from. And th- there was a lot to take away from there. And I, and I kind of feel we've only just scratched the surface here for mindset mastery. And again, this is what the session is about, is about introducing this concept and just giving some simple tips of what you can do in you from the maker, the three pillars. Here's my test, awareness, intention, and action. So again, put those three things in practice. And hopefully next time we aim to come back to you and talk a bit more around mindset mastery, but we'll be looking at specific aspects of of mastery and and how we can all give ourselves, not just something fluffy to think about or to imagine, but but some real skills around staying in control of our mindset that will help each and every one of us thrive and be more of our authentic selves. So thank you for joining. Apologies for the slight overrun. I think we got to... we got quite excited, but there were lots of good things to talk about and learn from Emeka. And I just want to thank you for for your time on the session, and I hope we will see you again and get an opportunity to learn from your extensive expertise.
1: Well, thank you for having me, Lydia. This has been a real treat, and it's been an honor.
0: <laughs> no worries. Thank you.